I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why can I not actually leave this relationship? I want to. I'm tired of being treated this way. I'm tired of the intense ups and downs. I want stability. I want peace. I want less drama. Why can I not actually walk away? Why do I keep coming back? Why do I continue to give them another chance over and over? What is wrong with me? Am I crazy? If this is you, what you are experiencing is called trauma bonding. Trauma bonding keeps us tied to this person no matter how badly they treat us and no matter how badly we want to leave. How does this work, you may ask? Trauma bonding occurs when a narcissistic person repeats a cycle of abuse with their target, which fuels a need for validation and love from this person that's being abused. We're going to dive into this today and talk about it. It is a psychological addiction, and it is a survival tactic that is then developed by the victim. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. Today, we are exploring trauma bonding, what it is, signs that it is there, and what to do about it. Before we get started, this Thursday begins our next round of the group coaching sessions. These sessions are proving to be life-changing. I know the advantage of connecting with other victims. I have felt that myself, one-on-one and with groups. But I had no idea how incredibly productive and helpful these would actually be until I got them started. It is mind-blowing. I assure you that you will not be sorry that you invested your time and money into this program. It is only, you know, it's an investment of $50 a week for two hours of group coaching. It is uh, handouts and worksheets every week. And it is a private Facebook group with those 10 people that has just proved to be invaluable. Now, I say $50 a week, but if you pay for the whole session all at once, you actually get one week completely free. So six weeks for $250. That choice is yours, but it is life-changing. My Thursday only has one spot left in it. Saturdays have a few spots left still, so don't delay. Only one spot left on Thursday mornings, and it starts this Thursday, April 7th. To get more information, go to www.covertnarcissism.com forward slash group dash session. If you struggle at all to find that, email me at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at covertnarcissism.com. Now let's get into trauma bonding. Trauma bonding develops due to a cycle of intermittent rewards and punishments. And it's a conditioning of the victim. You know, the victim, you, you build hope. You're eagerly awaiting those next, that next positive time. You know, that, that reprieve from the suffering, that, that time of now here we are finally that, ah, we connected. 
You're waiting so eagerly for that. And you do everything in your power to help this to happen because you just know that it will come. And that confidence is there because you do consistently get breadcrumbs of very loving and rewarding moments. You know, I've talked about these breadcrumbs before with a narcissistic relationship and, and with a covert narcissist. You get little breadcrumbs of good times, but you hang on to those good times so uh, so strongly. You just so desperately want that to be the definition of your relationship. And this hope and hanging on to these breadcrumbs, that's survival. That's an emotional survival. It's the only thing you have. When you're in a lifelong relationship such as this, you're enmeshed with this person. You're financially tied to them. You're emotionally invested in them. Perhaps you're raising kids with them out of a need to survive. You cling to these intermittent moments of positive behavior. It's your only way to make the best of the situation that you find yourself in. And that is where trauma bonding comes in. You know, if you suffered abuse as a child, this survival tactic began way back then, you know, as a child in an abusive situation, the only thing you know to do or the, the, the survival skill that develops is you make the best of a bad situation. Well, that's what happens in this relationship with a covert narcissist. You are making the best out of a bad situation and you build your relationship on that, those, those best moments. See the typical abuse cycle goes something like this. You know, you get really bad behavior or a series of bad behaviors followed by a kind gesture to recover the situation, followed by, you know, a reprieve of some peaceful time until the tension builds and it happens all over again. It's a cycle. People talk about the cycle of abuse. What well, is that? It is that very cycle that keeps us hooked. With a covert narcissist, the cycle is a little different. Their typical abuse cycle goes something like this, really bad behavior or a series of bad behaviors. You talk with them about it because it upset you or it hurt you and you want to reconnect with them. You want to reconcile this. And they go full on into victim mode, making you feel horrible for calling them out, you know, for their clearly justified behavior or for their behavior that clearly didn't even happen. And so they go into full on victim mode, leaving you in doubt, um, in confusion. And you work to fix this, you know, again, trying to make the best of the situation. You work to make it up to them. Maybe you end up apologizing or you vow to never do that again. You work to understand their pain and you work to soothe their negative feelings. Well, they reward your efforts with a kind gesture and a period of peaceful time. But you can always count on the fact that this will all happen all over again. <clears throat> Forgive me, I do have allergies, seasonal allergies right now. So you end up trapped in this cycle and, and you want so desperately to fix it. And that cycle just continues. And I'm going to talk about how we end up so hooked in that cycle. See, trauma bonding feels like you've broken me into pieces, but you're the only one that can fix me. Let me say that again, you know, regarding this covert narcissist in your life, trauma bonding feels like that covert narcissist has broken you into pieces, but that abuser is the only one that can fix you. 
You see, in these cycles, the person being abused will feel more and more this strong need for validation from the abuser. You want understanding with them. You want connection with them. You want closure to the individual arguments and misunderstandings. So you work harder and harder to get it. But all you are doing is giving them more and more power. The harder you work to fix everything, the more power they have. And I will assure you that victims of trauma bonding work so hard to do everything for their partner. As a trauma bond strengthens, it becomes more and more difficult for the abused person to recognize the clear signs of emotional and mental abuse. And I'm going to give you five common signs, you know, right here, right now. Number one is you feel indebted to this abuser. A covert narcissistic person will take the smallest offense or mistake and hold it over your head for months or even years. They make you feel bad and like you need to make it up to them. They make you feel horrible for the slightest of things. And they condition you to feel bad for being anything less than perfect. And so you feel indebted to this abuser. You feel like on the inside, like it's your job to make things right with them. Like, like it's your responsibility because you clearly have hurt them. And you start, this is where I talk about that with covert narcissistic abuse, you become part of the abuser yourself. You start abusing you and, and holding yourself accountable for things you should not be accountable for. Number two, protecting the abuser. Often the abuser has past trauma of their own and they certainly make sure that you know about it and they use it to gain your sympathy. In fact, they will use this as a reason that you can't call them out for their bad behavior. Like if they've behaved badly and you're trying to talk to them about it, it's like, well, you know, I was abused as a child. You know, I can't believe you're talking to me this way. I can't help my behaviors. You know, this comes from my past and all of these excuses. And so now you feel bad about their past trauma. And I understand that like their past trauma sucks. I get that. And so you feel bad for them, but then you begin apologizing to them. You begin protecting them. You defend them to others. You make excuses for them. Their current behavior, while it may have to do with their past abuse or their past trauma that they experienced, that is true. But the behavior that they are doing now that doesn't work is they won't get help. They won't work into that, you know, self-reflection and, and try to process that past abuse so that they can become a better person. That's the behavior that today is the problem. But we protect them. We protect them. I protected my ex, you know, he's my husband at the time. I protected him for years, making excuses for him, defending him to our friends and to our, to our family. Number three, friends and family see a change in you. When we are trauma bonded to a toxic person, we do not see the effect that they are having on us. We don't see the changes in our own behavior, attitudes, perspectives, but our family and our friends do. They see it even when you don't. And if all of your friends and family are telling you that they don't think the relationship is healthy for you, you should definitely listen to them. 
It is super easy to get protective. Remember, we are protecting that abuser. It is super easy to feel indebted to that abuser. And so we just think, well, they just don't understand. But they know more than you think they do. And they know you better than you think they do. Because, see, they are looking from the outside. It is so hard to detect from the inside. It is so hard to detect the trauma bonding and the abuse uh, the abuse you are suffering because of the constant manipulation. And what are they manipulating? They're manipulating your very own thoughts and feelings and perspective. It is so hard to see clearly inside the fog of a relationship with a covert narcissist. I talked about this fog last week, fear, obligation, and guilt. I want to add one thing here about that episode. Sometimes fear is being afraid of their anger. That is true. And that is what I talked about in that episode. But I want to, I want to fill in something that I missed. And I had a member, one of our listeners that pointed this out to me. And guys, by the way, reach out to me anytime. I love to hear from you all. But they pointed out that sometimes the fear is not fear of their anger. Sometimes it's fear of that victim role, of them blaming everything on you and then making you feel like a bad person for hurting, for apparently hurting their feelings. And so sometimes that fear is not anger driven. Sometimes the fear is, is fear of, of like hurting them or, or making them tell you that you've hurt them and that victim role that they play. And I definitely understand that. I lived that as well. And this leads us actually right into the next sign of trauma bonding. Number four, the sign is hiding your negative emotions. You see, a person who is being trauma bonded often covers all of their negative feelings. You don't want other people to see your negative feelings, especially your partner, your your abusive partner. If you show your negative feelings, you know that your partner is going to play that victim role all over again. They're going to make you feel bad for how you feel in the first place. So it just isn't worth it. You know, you, you already feel bad. You're already upset. And then you try to talk to them and they're going to play victim role. And I, how dare you talk to me this way? Or I can't believe you're, you're talking to me this way. And you know what I suffered in the past and all these victim roles that they play. And, and now you feel bad for feeling bad. And it's just a, a bad downwards downward spin. It's a, it's a bottomless pit of negative emotions. And so you hide the negative emotions that you feel that are in response to their bad behaviors. That is yet another sign of trauma bonding. You cannot be open and honest with them. Number five, and this is a big one. You are playing all the roles in your abuser's life. Let me explain what this means. You are their lover, their friend, their caregiver, a parent to them, an emotional supporter, a therapist, a babysitter, a motivator, a cheerleader, their secretary and organizer. When they forget things, it's your fault. When they can't get motivated enough to do something, it's your fault. When they you know, can't take care of their own needs, it's your fault. You are playing all the roles in your abuser's life. This is trauma bonding. And and here's how that trauma bond, you know, the power of it. You are being taken advantage of by being put into all of these roles. This is not fair to you. When you married this person, you didn't sign up to be 
their their therapist, their cheerleader, their parent, their babysitter, their, you know, all on and on and on. And as all of this gradually takes over your life, you feel like you must be all of these things to this person. You know, what would they do without you? This makes the trauma bond even stronger. And this goes along with the obligation piece of the episode last week, talking about that fog, you know, fear, obligation, and guilt. If you missed that episode, go back and listen to it because it's a, it's a good one. Playing all of these roles weakens your own sense of identity. Your whole world becomes absorbed by this person. All of these different roles you are playing in this relationship take over your life. I hear so many times from victims I saying, I don't even recognize myself anymore. I don't even know who I am. You know, when you lose this sense of identity, it makes it even harder for you to recognize the abuse and for you to recognize the negative changes that are going on in your life. This is where I say, listen to the friends and family around you because they see it from the outside. <clears throat> when you have been in an abusive relationship. This has a strong negative impact on your own self-esteem. You begin to expect to be treated badly and you drop any expectations that you may have of being treated respectfully. You may even feel as if you don't deserve to be treated decently. I have heard this from so many people. And so you don't aspire to anything better because you don't feel like you deserve it. With covert narcissists, it is so incredibly common for victims to blame themselves. This is where we become abusers along with that abuser. We, 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 we start abusing ourselves. You know, you take, take the covert passive aggressive manipulation of this person. You know, what are they manipulating? Your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own perspectives. Line that up with your strong desire to be a good and decent person. We've talked about that before. And combine this then with your belief that you don't deserve better because of the trauma bonding. This is powerful. This keeps people trapped for years, for decades, and for a lifetime. Many, many people never even see it. The more you reach out to this covert abuser for love, recognition, comfort, validation, support, reconciliation, closure, all of the things that you intensely want from an intimate relationship, the more you reach out for it, the stronger the trauma bond becomes. The longer period of time or the more cycles of this cycle of positive and bad behavior that you have lived through with your abuser, the stronger your trauma bond is. So how do we break that trauma bond? That episode is going to be part two following this episode. And I'm not going to make you wait a whole week. I'm actually going to release that one midweek. It's going to be our midweek episode this time. I will release that on Wednesday and I'm going to give you several ways to get started in breaking this trauma bond because it is powerful and you need to start recognizing it and seeing it. So this week, 
just start looking at it. Look at some of the cycles you've been through, the positive behavior followed by the bad behavior, back to the positive behavior, back to the bad behavior. I want you to start looking at that. And if you want to explore trauma bonding in more depth or you know, specifically in relation to your current situation, join my group sessions or contact me for one-on-one life coaching. I have a passion for helping others, especially those living this very nightmare that I lived. You can contact me anytime. My email email address is Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at covertnarcissism.com. I look forward to hearing from you. I answer all of my emails personally. It might take me a couple days because sometimes I get slammed by a bunch, but I don't care. I want to hear from you. I want to know how I can help. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.